uh, people in, in the session at the moment um, and uh, we're expecting uh, closer to 100. So people will, will, will dial in as we go. Um, firstly, um, can I thank um, the team at, at Educate Plus who have um, helped me to put this together today, in particular to Tina and, and Sheila who do a wonderful job in our, our Educate Plus head office there. So thank you very much and uh, um, hopefully we can get something out of, out of today. Um, today is really all about um, the reason we're doing, a, I guess, this sort of a session via, via Zoom is so we can get contributions from a whole range of people. These are very different from, from webinars where potentially it's only the one person uh, speaking and speaking at you. Um, my role today will be uh, simply as the facilitator. Uh, by no, no means am I the expert in this, this space at all, but we're asking for contributions from a variety of different people and hopefully the contributions that we get today uh, from everybody will really assist us all uh, going forward in these uh, these tough times. And they are tough times. Our institutions and our, our key stakeholders, whether it be parents, donors, alumni, school supporters, um, within these institutions have suffered immeasurable in recent times. And I was only on the phone before to um, our finance uh, team who are obviously uh, getting lots and lots of phone calls in this time from our parents who are really struggling uh, to obviously pay pay the fees in these uncertain times when they've lost their jobs and uh, a loss of income through their businesses as well. Uh, so today's aim is really to be positive. Uh, it's to find a way through, and to, to determine uh, what we can do as alumni professionals in a really uncertain world and uncertain time. Um, how can we be positive? How can we be proactive in our spaces, in our roles? And, and what can we be doing uh, that has is going to have great impact for our institution and also our alumni association um, in these times. Uh, I'm really thankful for Ros Holloway from Mentone Girls Grammar who will be taking some notes today uh, and will be preparing, preparing a document based on our, our discussions uh, from today and hopefully we'll have um, that document and, and the recording also of this session uh, out to you um, early next week. Um, can I ask that um, everybody uh, mutes themselves? And I think you are all muted uh, now anyway. And when I do call you up to speak, that you unmute yourself before uh, you make your contribution to today's uh, facility. Use the chat facility if you'd like to ask questions or make a point, and we'll monitor that as well. Um, ask as many questions as you like through there or comments, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go um, throughout the course of the afternoon. Uh, and there will certainly be an opportunity to make comments or ask questions uh, at the end of today's um, uh, session as well. Um, today is really about connection. Uh, it's about learning from each other and maximising our Educate Plus membership um, as we work together to ensure that our areas remain positive and proactive. So we collaborate really, really well um, when we're attending conferences or, or PDs. Today is no different. So please, uh, please feel free to to contribute as much as you like. Um, I asked a variety of questions in, in the email that I sent out uh, a couple of days ago. And, um, and the first of those was, how is your institution dealing with the current uh, COVID-19 crisis with respect to alumni relations? And of course, uh, many of you got back to me and said, of course, that we've had to postpone or, uh, or cancel um, a lot of our events. Uh, we've had to um, put on hold a lot of the programs that we're running. And, and sadly, I know some of you are also running centenary programs as well during the course of this year, which is obviously quite upsetting. But um, that was that were the main responses that came through. Um, there's a couple of organisations doing it really, really well in, in terms of the communication. And I thought if I can go uh, to Caulfield Grammar School first and, and Linda Sprott, uh, who's working there as their alumni manager. Uh, Linda, talking through the communication that you sent through to your constituents, just talk us through that, please, and, what, and how you've dealt with that. Oh, thanks, Russell. Yeah, look, I've worked really closely, obviously, with the school executive and the principal and made sure that we aligned our messages with the messages that were going out to our parents at the same time in our, you know, our generational community in our school. We sent out a, we're using EDMs, um, we sent them out through MailChimp and we sent out a, a primary message, our first main message last Friday, our school um, like a lot of our schools went online learning this week. So I wanted to make sure our community understood the impact of COVID-19 for our alumni community, what it meant, the CGA team in the office, 
how they could communicate to us, and then raising and making clear the key messages that we put in that first communication was around just being right up front about the fact that now we can't do international reunions and domestic reunions are no longer on, and that we are now planning, postponing events three months out. Um, so that went out Friday, and then today I've sent another communication out specifically on our events that um, we have postponed, and that's the language we're using at the moment, um, for uh, right up until July. So I've gone out today with a, a specific events communication and then made the promise that we'll come back out again in late May for the next round of events. And of course, keep everybody in the loop with um, what the postponement dates might be. At the same time, we've, so that's the EDM range. And then we've layered it with those reunion groups that were coming up in this period of the three months. We've gone out directly to those groups and making a call for them to join our Facebook. Um, we're doing Facebook group um, uh, alternatives for the reunions right now and using it as an opportunity to make sure we find lost alumni in their peer group and we make sure we have their updated contact details. So we've also gone for that group and we intend to do it for all of our groups this year, but we've gone out specifically to those groups as well this week. So they sort of had three. Thanks, Linda. Um, and I can see some really pos positive messaging coming out of Sacre Coeur as well, when Melinda Adams has got a, a really good um, piece of communication that's come out from uh, from her principal there at Sacre Coeur. Melinda, do you want to comment on some of the stuff that's come out of, of the, your school, please? I'll just unmute you there, Melinda, if we can. No, Melinda's there, but I can't hear Melinda, so oh, that's okay. We'll uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll come back to Melinda another time. Um, the the next question we, we spoke about was um, what programs are you proactively putting in place to engage with your alumni? And I was inundated with so many people coming up, coming forward with some incredibly terrific programs that they were putting in place for their. Uh, different alumni, and of course, these are these are schools of different sizes. Alumni groups of uh, of incredibly different sizes as well. But um, one of my great friends there, I'm going to go to to Lauriston now, and uh, and Catherine McVean, who uh, has instituted a, a Spirit of Lauriston project. Catherine, do you want to have a chat about that one? Yeah. Hi, Russell. Hi, everyone. It was a couple of weeks ago that uh, the principal walked into my office and said, I really think we need to look after the elderly alumni in our community. And and I sort of, start, sort of, and she said, I'll go and draft a letter. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe we need to uh, develop it into something more than just, um, maybe I could use this as a way of engaging the community. Not only do we, um, uh, we we go out and talk to our elderly alumni, which are all um, elderly ladies, but maybe we can reach out to the younger alumni and get them to participate as well. So I came up with this um, slogan, the Lauriston Spirit, which means that anyone who is in need, an elderly alumni or anyone, they don't have to be elderly, but if they need or any, of anything, whether it is their front yard weeded or drop off a carton of milk or, um, you know, just to be checked on perhaps um, or anything, a simple task like that, then we can then call on our, our wider community and um, and I can start building a database of, of people. Now, one thing I have discovered in doing that is that um, I haven't had anyone who has actually taken up that offer. And I think I have come to the conclusion that people don't like to ask for help. Um, whereas I've had uh, a few who have said, "Yes, I will. I'm happy to. Um, I'm happy to uh, uh, offer my services, or I'm happy to pop in and, and visit someone." So I think that the the people I think the people out there are a bit reluctant to ask for help, um, but um, the help is there, and I think it also builds a lot of goodwill um, just by putting that 
offer out there uh, because that's the response that I'm getting is, oh, wow, that's a lovely thing to do, Lauriston. And in line with Lauriston spirit, um, which I've noticed that a number of alumni organisations are doing is um, uh, uh, calling out to support their alumni businesses or local businesses in their area that they can support by promoting them, especially if they have re redefined their their business um, platform. You know, they might have, you know, they might be a cafe who've now all of a sudden turned uh, to offering takeaway meals or or things like that. So um, that's also in line with the Lauriston spirit that slogan. And, um, and I also worked with a marketing department in making sure that it was in line with um, what Lauriston, the school, wanted as well. Um, so that's, that's a bit about Lauriston spirit, yeah. Yeah, well done, Catherine, that's great. And I, anyone that um, wants to, I've just, I saw that um, uh, again through Facebook, Lauriston's page on, on Facebook. So uh, if you want to have a look at that, I'm sure, Catherine, uh, that's easily accessible there. I can see we've got, um, uh, Melinda from Sacred Cur back there. Melinda, I called on you before, but I'm not sure you were there. But I just I was impressed with um, uh, the communication that you sent through to your alumni um, from the principal, I think it was. Would you like to just unmute there and just explain uh, what form of communication that, that took, please? Um, thanks, Russell. Sorry, yes, I dropped out a little bit. Um, so I'm sorry for a repeat on something. I think what we were... Um, really clear on and working with the marketing department I agree with you Catherine is really good so there's a consistent messaging and we're really conscious of just having not too many voices at the moment as well so people hearing just from our principal or just from our alumni presidents and we wanted the uh, correspondence to go to the alumni to come from the principal and so it was basically an update of online learning and how that was going and at the moment last week the school putting all their resources into setting that up and getting teachers organised and things. And then this week and going forward, we were keen to tap into community. And our slogan at Sacred Code at the moment is courage and courage times kindness. So we're really trying to uh, reiterate that and looking now to do some things through SAC Connect, our graduate platform, which people will, sorry, probably have talked about when I was lost in space. No. No, talk about that then? Or is that, yeah, okay, so we've, um, got SAC Connect, which is our graduate platform, and we're seeing that as a really crucial tool at the moment and really excited about the opportunities. Once again, I just heard the challenge of Catherine, but uh, we're looking at uh, yeah, promoting businesses on there and uh, just more than that, though, I think we're just trying to get people to connect and share their experiences and just there's a feed page there, which a lot of you would be on that platform, and just to share and come together as a community because some people need to talk about it and things, which is very important. And then down the track, when school goes back, we're looking to initiate this program, which we had in its infancy, but between year nine students and elderly alumni as well. Year nine is our, not to remind you with colleagues, everybody has a different name for things, but just connecting them together to tell their stories, the alumni stories, be that be over the phone, email, and once again, just trying to reach out to the people that are a lot more isolated. So that's just some things we're thinking of at the moment. Thanks, Melinda, some great, some really great ideas there. Appreciate that. Um, we'll head over to Mentone Girls now. Roz uh, presented some really good things that she was doing um, in the last fundraising session that we ran at 11 o'clock. But Roz, I think it's worthwhile uh, revisiting those and, and talking through the communication that you're sending out to your alumni uh, and also the activities that you're planning um, in this time. Yes, so hello everybody. Uh, we decided last week that we would be sending a weekly or a fortnightly communication to all of our alumni, to our past staff, to our past counsellors and um, the broader community, so special friends of the school. And this communication would talk, take, the, take the form of a, an email or an HTML and it would be twofold. It would include updates on online learning with lots of pictures and lots of videos of examples of online learning here. And um, the second um, reason for the email or the HTML um, was to put out messages of kindness um, to our alumni and uh, broader members of the community uh, with yoga activities, with um, relaxation activities, um, we've got a boot camp, 
Um, most of the 70-year-old members of our community are saying, hey, we can't do this, this is too hard. And I said, don't worry, don't worry, next week there'll be a relaxation technique. So um, that's what we're doing in the electronic space. In terms of one-on-one um, -on -one communications, I'm doing a lot of those with elderly past staff and elderly and vulnerable alumni. So we've even got some young alumni in their 40s who have got respiratory problems. So a lot of phone calls, sending beautiful cards. Um, this is um, an image um, made up by one of our prep students and uh, you can see they're in their school uniforms. So really trying to pull on the heartstrings at the moment and um, just offer warm messages of support. Thanks, Russell. Thanks, Roz. Well done, as always. Thank you. Um, Scotty Montgomery at Scotch College, uh, also doing some uh, some great work. And a lot of that sort of stuff is around uh, uh, database cleansing and social media. But Scott, how are you uh, dealing with your members in this time? Thanks, Russ, and some great initiatives there. Uh, we had a good team uh, wrap up yesterday before we were all sent home. And just uh, one thing we're gonna work on is um, particularly the, the events that we've canceled for the first half of the year, we're gonna try and reschedule and put some positivity in around the reunions. Um, and certainly engaging with um, the committees for those reunions and then engaging with them and in cleansing the database. And if we have a class year of 250, so we've got 100, 100 uh, people that we need to chase, we're gonna use the, uh, the alumni and the committee to chase those and, and, and clean up our database. So that's something that we're really uh, keen to do. Uh, data, data is king and I think it's a real opportunity in this down sort of time to get the projects that you may not always like to get to. So that's something that we're sort of working on. I'd like to also share a story that um, being involved in the Old Scotch Football Club and um, I'm one of the old guys involved in that club. Um, but I know the young guys and there's a couple of the leaders in there have set up a group chat because they obviously can't get together and train. So they've put off this high performance um, social uh, Facebook page and they had 200 guys dial in just like we're dialing in now. And they've set themselves up into four different uh, teams within, within the club. And that's from the under 19s to the senior guys. And so what they're doing, they've got this little challenge that they're doing and each, at seven o'clock each morning, there's a new challenge that the boys need to do. And there's points on offer for, those, uh, for the teams and then they get uh, an opportunity to put those things in. So this morning's challenge was that they had to make, make, uh, make dinner for their family and then go for a 2K time trial and then submit that. And they had to the end of the week till Saturday night to submit that. And each day there's gonna be some challenges. So I thought that was just a, a really cool way of engaging young, young guys. Um, and there's certainly young girls in that, in that footy club with the MLC stars as well. So I just thought I'd share that and I thought that was, a, was great to be a part of that. And uh, as I say, I was the oldest one of the group. Thanks mate, that's great. There's some really innovative stuff coming through there. And I think they're the types of things that we need to be thinking of in, in this space. Halebury tomorrow night are uh, running our first ever uh, virtual reunion. Uh, so we had our 30 year reunion cancelled tomorrow night, um, but we've gone ahead with, uh, we're going to go ahead with that reunion. So we've asked all the guys to dial in at seven o'clock uh, tomorrow evening uh, with a beer uh, or a drink of their choice. And um, we're going to run that reunion via Zoom. Uh, so in a similar, setting to the one we're in now. I'm not quite sure how that'll go. In fact, I know it'll go pear-shaped, but um, at least we're providing the opportunity for them to uh, to connect with each other, have a bit of a chat, uh, tell some stories. Uh, we won't. Uh, we might we might dial into that as well and have a bit of a bit of a chat, but we certainly won't be uh, we won't be uh, muting anybody or anything along those lines. We, they can sing, they can do whatever they like, and have a bit of fun. But it's the opportunity to for them to connect. We'll reschedule that event till later on in the year. But um, we just thought the opportunity now exists with everybody pretty much at home uh, that we're going to have that time. And, and similarly with a lot of our foundation events, we're going to uh, run those virtually as well um, with some messages from the principal and people, the opportunity for people to, uh, to connect with each other, maybe in breakout rooms or, or something like that. Um, I know that uh, Ivanhoe Grammar School were celebrating their centenary this year. I think we've got Marilla with us today. Um, Marilla, how are you dealing with, with the, um, the centenary and what are you doing uh, alternatively now to, to communicate with your members? Maybe Marilla's not with us. I just should have checked that, shouldn't I, before I... Uh, oh, no, she's there. Marilla's there Hi. somewhere. Sorry, Russell, I was just unmuting. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, a, a difficult time when you've got such a milestone to present, but um, 
the first of the centenary events were centenary drinks on Friday the 13th. That was cancelled at 10am on the Thursday, the day before. Um, so it was really getting that communication out. There was about, you know, close to 200 people attending that event. So, um, yeah, doing a lot of the things that the other alums have already mentioned with communication and, and getting EDMs and emails out straight away. Um, as, a, as a lot of alumni communities, they're all, they all understand. I mean, we're all in the same position. So we're trying to keep it positive, keep our branding of our 100-year our logo and, um, you know, looking forward to hopefully holding, you know, post, we've postponed some events and we're going to reschedule them hopefully at the end of the year all going well. Um, it's really a matter of just getting the message out and trying to keep people's spirits up. So what we're doing at Ivanhoe is, you know, going with the socials and we've done some business things that Lauriston and I know Halbury have done as well, connecting with our local businesses and trying to support them as much as we can. And we have things called, as a lot of us do, Flashback Fridays we have. So um, we're putting some of the centenary stuff on the flashbacks so that people can connect with memories that they've had over the years and trying to keep it trying to keep it light, trying to keep some positiveness in their day. We're all absorbed by COVID-19 emails and messages and health alerts. And so we just want to give our alums something else to, to smile about. So photos are great with that. Um, we've had lots of feedback from alums saying how much they've enjoyed, you know, a relief of seeing, you know, seeing something else. On. So, yeah, so that's what we're trying to do, trying to keep it light, doing all the database things. Um, we're also going to launch a new, um, looking at updating our website. So then that can be an event that we can do um, for the centenary and say that, you know, we couldn't do some reunions um, and perhaps we'll push them over to next year. But... We're, we're launching a website and a business directory. So we're focusing on that as well. Thanks, Marilla. Well done. That's great. Um, let's go up to Queensland now and uh, have a chat to Lauren at St Aidan's in Queensland, who is doing some really, really good work for her older alumni. Lauren. Hello. Hey. Hey, can you hear me? I'm here with Lisa as well, who works with the alumni, and um, we thought it was a good opportunity to really reconnect with our older alumni and also the younger ones as well. So anyone we have phone numbers for, we're going to reach out to directly and just um, really engage is our priority at the moment for those alumni. Yeah, I love the idea. Go on, sorry. We're sending greeting cards to older 70 pluses year olds just because it's nice to get a positive letter in the mail mm. instead of everything being emailed, TV, social media for the older generations. We're thinking a really nice card with well wishes. Hopefully, it's still running. Oh, well done. That's, uh, that's terrific. And I love the idea of the video teasers as well and the messages from, uh, from the community too. Terrific. Emily at St Ignatius in Adelaide is doing some great work with um, her mentor and mentees in their new mentoring program. Emily, can you just give us a bit of insight into what you're doing there? Hello. Thanks, Russell. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Cool. Sorry, I haven't got my video on. <laughs> I've got a few other people in here. Um, we are just touching base. We've just launched um, just this year a pilot program for our mentor um, program. And we've only just started, so we kicked it off before this all sort of happened. So um, they've had their first initial catch-ups, but like a meet and greet, but now um, we need to work on how they're going to connect with each other moving forward for the rest of the year. So it's just pretty much checking in on our groups to make sure everyone is still on the same page, still touching base, you know, while this thing is all happening. Thanks, Emily. 
Brilliant. Um, Penny at Turak has got a great idea around um, some work she's doing through social media, but uh, the lovely little initiative in regards to poetry. Penny, explain <laughs> that one for us. Yeah, sure. Well, I guess the key thing I'm sort of thinking out of at the moment is how can I help people? I don't want to add to their inboxes anymore. Um, and I think the two ways I can help people is promoting businesses, which is an obvious one that it looks like lots of schools have jumped on. And also, um, as Morella um, explained perfectly, spreading messages of hope. And um, certainly, I know at many of many independent schools and all schools over Australia, um, English was a favourite topic for all of us. And we have some really um, much loved English teachers that were here for a very long time who we can all connect with. Um, so I, I put it out to the collegians community to um, either pen their own poem or to find a poem that they love and then I would then share it on our social media platforms. And I started off with um, one of our, our oldest serving English teacher. She put forward an Emily Dickinson poem, which was just so beautiful and so relevant to, to what's going on in the world at the moment. And it was really well received and a lot of messages coming through about how they love their English classes with her. And since then um, I've had probably a dozen or so poems come through, which I'm just posting every day. And um, none have been self-penned yet, but we have some quite well-known authors out there in our community. So I'm hoping they come through with something original, but um, certainly some beautiful words being shared amongst our community. Well done, Pen. That's great. One of the ideas that, that Halebury had through social media as well was um, was members of ours showing uh, their gratitude. So sending uh, sending through videos um, showing how how they're showing their gratitude in this time. So one of my staff members is uh, uh, post a video later on today with her uh, with her dogs, and she's she's thankful for the fact that she's able to spend time with her her dogs. I'm going to send a video later on of having a kick of the football with my son. I'm grateful for the fact that I'm able to do that um, while I'm at home as well. So we're hoping that it's going to produce a, a whole wave of uh, videos coming through as well. Um, Marianne at Prince Alfred is uh, obviously having to postpone her events, as many of us are, and uh, um, but Marianne's got some great ideas around the postponed reunions and, and posting photos of, of past reunions. Marianne, would you like to comment on that for us? Russell and hi everybody. Um, I um, have postponed about three or four reunions which were scheduled for May and um, I just thought I didn't want to disappoint all these fellas because they're all around the world and so I sort of thought that I would go to our archives extract a whole lot of photos from past reunions 10 years ago because I did have reunions and just um, on the day that they were meant to be having their reunion this year I would post a whole lot of photos just saying remember when and um, just to get people engaged and um, you know keep their spirits up. So um, that's what I'm up to at the moment. Excellent, thank you. And Caroline at Redlands um, in, in relation to the her older alumni. Caroline would you like to explain what you're you're doing there? We, um, hello everybody. We had our Platinum Girls lunch, our annual lunch for our um, alumni who graduated 50 years plus, scheduled for the 6th of May. Um, so it was pretty evident early last week that it wasn't going to go ahead. Um, so I took to the phones with my team and called a lot of the girls who don't ha um, have email. Um, just to make sure, firstly, that they knew that their, their, their lunch wouldn't go ahead and also to just check on them and just to say hello and a lot of them shared fears and, and feelings. And um, so it was a lovely way to connect with our older alumni without giving them anything to buy or anything to give. You know, it was just a lovely sort of feel-good conversation. Um, a lot of them aren't on social media. And in terms of our other reunions that we had, luckily we only had our 30 year planned for April as well. So we've sort of broadcasted that on, on Facebook that it's not going to go ahead. It's going to be rescheduled um, and also through email we could contact them. But um, like Scott Montgomery, um, we're doing a lot of research because um, uh, research is invaluable and often what we don't have time to do is um, find our missing alumni. 
so we're grateful for that opportunity to be able to do that. Um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Um, the next question that I, that I posed to the group was how uh, will your focus change this year and whether you're putting your time and energy into alternate areas? It's a reasonably similar question, I guess, to the, uh, the first one. Um, Ivanhoe Girls, again, through their older alumni, had uh, had an idea on that. I'm not 100% sure if Susanna is is with us. Susanna, are you uh, here today? No, it doesn't look like she is. That's okay. I just uh, referenced what, what Susanna emailed to me the other day. It was phone calls to older alumni who might have found themselves recently isolated due to face-to-face -face restrictions in aged care facilities. Um, it, again, not an opportuni opportunistic uh, area, but um, given they don't have an established alumni program in place, but an opportunity to, to engage with that group. And in also inviting alumni to share two or three minute videos of their stories or updates instead of attending reunions. Um, so there's some, uh, some good ideas. Another one was uh, facilitating virtual book clubs uh, with, with small groups as well. Um, I know there was a group uh, that I can't recall now that had said that they were going to uh, engage with their, their fundraising department as well, but I just can't find that on my screen at the moment. Um, what I will do is um, is head over to uh, or head uh, over to uh, Sydney, up to Sydney and uh, uh, International Grammar School, Julia Class. And Julia has just um, uh, jumped in with um, Toucan Tech, the uh, the CRM group there, and is now using that as an opportunity to uh, connect with with her alumni. Julia, would you like to comment on what you're doing in that space? Thanks, Russell. Um yeah, so we were using Maze for a really long time as our alumni CRM, and then our school moved to Engage um, as the management system for the school. But we wanted something a bit more tailored to the alumni, so we've um, yeah jumped onto Toucan Tech, which is so we've mainly gone there for our CRM, and I'm really impressed with it so far. Um, the sort of data and communications you can store in there, and then we're also planning on launching the community site, which is the, so it's a CRM plus community site. Um, so I've just been sort of preparing the site ready to get launched to the alumni and it seems like a, as good a time as any to launch an online platform. Um, so there are plenty of different um, modules to the platform, including mentoring, pairing, um, careers, networking, forums, online, shop um yeah so i'm just really looking forward to um and also chances to send edm correspondence and track engagement through the platform so i'm looking forward to seeing how that will take off with the alumni and then each year getting the year 12 cohort to sign up um, for that at the end of the year thanks julia um, another one of the ideas that actually came through in the fundraising session was being able to promote your alumni who are doing some great work in perhaps the healthcare industry or, or in supporting uh, people through um, this time. So not, not the healthcare industry, but one of, one of our alumni actually works for the toilet paper company, Who Gives a Crap? And, uh, and he's the CFO there, but Who Gives a Crap are doing some amazing work in, in terms of third world uh, countries and providing 50% of their profits back. And for those of you who obviously went to the Big Taz conference last year, you would have met the, uh, the, the co-founder there, Simon Griffiths. But uh, we'll, we'll be promoting uh, individuals who are doing some great work in supporting others in, in this time, whether it be nurses, doctors, um, educators, whatever it might be, really uh, making sure that um, those people are, are, being, are being profiled. Um, Let's have a uh, let's have a. What about we have a chat with uh, with Kerry? Um, I know I see Katie Hunt is on the uh, on the screen there. Katie, um, obviously you were one of the first schools uh, to close um, this uh, this year, and that's obviously been a, a challenging time uh, in terms of this outbreak for for your school. Um, how have you dealt with that, Katie, in this uh, in this time of crisis? Um, so you can hear me, everyone. Yep. Yes, okay. we can. It was kind of really odd, actually, because we went home um, on the Friday night of the public holiday, thinking, yeah, we've got three days off, isn't this great? And a lot of us didn't have our laptops with us. We didn't have, we had no plans in place whatsoever. It just really took us by surprise. Um, 
then it was really just a waiting game. Well, can we go back next week? Can we go back? Da, 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 you know? And then sort of really just going business as usual, obviously cancelling reunions and that sort of stuff. But then it sort of dawned on us that we're going to have to really sort of shape things up a bit and move obviously to the technology side of things. Just giving us some time to really think about it. What I like, um, I'm coming from the social science sort of um, perspective. I've got my master's in social science. And so I think about um, communities. So when you lose your physical community, so that is your school, you lose your um, tennis club, you lose those physical spaces. So people do actually turn to familiar communities, and that is your alumni. So more so than ever, I think we're in a really, really good position to, like, even hearing your ideas, um, to connect with our communities any way we can, and they'll be very responsive to it. So, of course, we've got our business directory hub going. We got that up and running last week, and that's with potentiality. They've got a really, really good system, and we saw, gosh, maybe uh, 50 people in one day, actually. I can't have the numbers, but a lot of them got onto this directory, and it's about sharing your business or mentoring and connecting that way. Um, what else are we doing? Gosh. Yeah, all the, just the different things. So like going out directly to um, the group. So that we've heard before stories about the peer year reunions, sort of going to them and saying, well, it's time to find each other. We also have an Anzac Day. We had our Anzac Day um, luncheon planned for April 23. And we actually had a guest speaker coming in and he was going to talk about his experience as a student um, with a Carey teacher who had returned from World War II back in the day. So he was all ready to come in and do his speech over the luncheon. But what we're doing now is we're actually going to record that, um, that speech and then put it out to our community on Anzac Day. So there's a lot you can do. Also to put a call out, we've got um, other Carey alumni who want to do tutorials online. So what we're doing now is just trying to work out how to do the, the background work, how to get these videos you know, onto our systems or how to record them. Um, so there's a lot, yeah, a lot of stuff that we're trying to do. So yeah, watch your space, <laughs> some fun times, yeah. But it's given us a lot of work and a lot of thought. And I think I, all of you can probably sort of relate to the fact that it's tiring and there's a lot of, because you're thinking one way, doing things, and now you're thinking another way. And so I guess, yeah, I think, just be kind to yourselves. Don't try to rush things and just take it slowly bit by bit and um, just plan things and make sure you just, yeah, you don't want to sort of be jumping on and throwing things out at people when you think next week you've got another idea. I think slowly, strategically think about how you're going to do this and how you're going to commute over the next few weeks because things are changing, yeah. So just, we put an action plan in together, put it that way. We just put all our little ideas into place segmented groups, whether it's older, younger, little reunions, and just started working around them individually first before we start sort of bombarding. Have a plan is what I'm saying, yeah. Thanks, Katie. Great, uh, yeah, great advice there. Um, I, can, I encourage you to continue to use the chat facility there, and I can see that Sarah from Ravenswood has uh, has put up a chat item now. So I'm actually going to go straight up to Sydney and, uh, and get Sarah to uh, make a comment about her uh, annual Anzac Day service that um, they obviously hold, uh, we're going to hold this year. Sarah, would you like to come in and have a bit of a, bit of a chat about uh, about that? And I certainly encourage others to ask questions through this facility as well. So, um, and uh, sending everybody, um, you know, lots of love at this time. Um, so we have 300 plus cadets at Ravenswood, as you can imagine, as part of the Knox grammar cadet unit and every year we observe Anzac Day with a year 7 to 12 uh, assembly. Um, this year uh, we're not holding the annual field exercise which has about 1300 students from Knox and Ravenswood um, where they go away for a week that was to be held next week and it's essential for our year 12 girls particularly and year 12 boys at Knox uh, because it is the pinnacle of their um, many years uh, from the beginning of uh, year 9 into year eight uh, to showcase their skills and leadership um, program and what they've learned over many years. So this year without the annual field exercise going ahead um, and at this point the Knox uh, Anzac Parade in you know, middle of next term not going ahead potentially. Um, we still want to observe Anzac Day at the school so we've got a lady who is going to be doing 
uh, a presentation to our girls. Um, she's alumni, but so is her mother. Um, and her daughter serves in the Royal Australian Navy. So she was going to do a wonderful presentation uh, entitled From Norway to the Navy, um, with great relevance uh, to her forebears um, around the area, uh, Gordon, North Shore, um, with direct links to the military um, and the Anzac spirit. So um, great shame. But uh, as we were just hearing, um, we're also going to be making a film so that we broadcast that, and that's going to be interspersed with uh, video from um, various sources that she has. She's actually a historian, so uh, for us, you know, that means that we hopefully we'll have a terrific film to show our girls and can observe the special day. Um, we're, we're facing the same things that, that everybody else is facing in terms of uh, reaching out to our alumni um, and making sure um, that they're not getting too much information from us at this time, because I think as Lynn Wester um, has, uh, the, the expert um, in fundraising, uh, pointed out uh, at a recent seminar, um, we don't want to be sending out too much, especially to the elderly, because um, they're in overwhelm potentially at this time. Um, and the legacy of some of their experiences during their lifetime uh, may in fact uh, um, cause uh, cause anxiety at this point given given this new wave of um, I, I guess um, you know, difficulties that are facing us uh, and their loved ones. So in being conscious of that, we're still reaching out in terms of the uh, the reunions that we were going to hold, but we're pushing those towards the end of the year now, so September, October, November. Um, we're reaching out to uh, individual organising committees and making sure also that we're not just doing milestone reunions, but we're also doing, which are the decade reunions, but we're also doing between the decade reunions. So we're checking in with uh, groups for five-year uh, reunions as well, making uh, this an opportunity to bring together um, women who are, as I say, um, not seeing each other uh, for five years rather than just 10 years. So that's something we're also doing. We're focusing on cleaning our data um, and, uh, and and helping our um, the quality of our alumni data to be improved during this time. You can focus on other, other strategic activities, which is something that we're doing um, at the moment. Um, the big one for us is the implementation of potentiality. So uh, that sits on top of our synergetic database. And this is a huge activity at the moment and I think will culminate uh, in um, a platform that is bringing everybody together over the next two months and of course the merchandise aspect of potentiality so that our alumni community don't feel uh, isolated uh, especially those in regional centres and they can indeed sell their wares as we were uh, promoting during the uh, the bushfire season so um, we're going to be using the merchandise aspect of the potentiality program to offer a lifeline once again for our alumni community we have um, many entrepreneurs amongst us um, and uh, and those who can of course sell merchandise um, we'll have a, a fundraising aspect of from that from their sales but also uh, we'll uh, we'll offer that platform to our alumni community so you know, we're doing exactly what you guys are doing it's <laughs> great Sarah thank you a couple of really good questions or comments have come off the chat there and, and I think I was going to reference young alumni before we seem to be talking a lot about our elder alumni but it's how we're engaging with our, with our young alumni but Caroline's really raised the question of what the class of 2020 uh, as the next group of alums to come through um, obviously not the uh, not the best year to graduate as, as Caroline's made that comment there and I think it's really worthwhile investigating you know how we're going to, to deal with this particular group it's um, they're, they're going through a fair bit at the moment obviously anyone that's got a son or a daughter in year 12 um, so you know how do we how do we communicate with with them um, yeah, was obviously got a fair bit on their plate with the uncertainty of uh, their, their VCE exams this year as well and what's going to happen there and the university entry next year. Um, you know, so I guess that's, no one really knows at the moment. Nobody knows when we're going to be going back to school. It's fairly clear that we won't be going back to school any anytime soon or in the first half of term two at this stage of the team. Um, so, yeah, really important, I guess, that we continue doing what we're, what we're doing, but we really... I guess especially acknowledge the year 12s at the end of the year as we as we would normally do and have as much contact um, and provide them with as much information as we possibly can in regards to, to what it means to be an alumni hopefully and this is probably you know the hope that they do know already they, they have been um, advised as to what uh, what 
what it means to be an alumnus of, of your school um, and, uh, and, and, and what the benefits are in, in, in terms of membership. So that's certainly one to, to look at. If anyone's got any responses they'd like to put on the chat there, please feel free. I was going to come to you, Chanel, because I know you are the, uh, the data expert there. I was going to actually talk to you about data and, and obviously in this time everyone is cleansing their data, but please um, make some comments around what I've just spoken about, perhaps also data as well. Chanel Hughes. Just unmute yourself there, Chanel. Uh, thanks, Russell. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's not just your um, year 12 young alumni, it's also your alumni who are currently at university. So. Um, I've just I've recently been doing interviews at Flinders University with the psychology um, professors there and they've been doing some really interesting surveys on mental health amongst university students which is really really you know it, they, they have twice the rates of anxiety and depression of the general population um, and now they're going to be really worried about their studies they're going to be really worried about what's happening when they graduate and their job um, prospects. Um, they've also just lost all their part-time jobs in hospitality, so how they support themselves in paying their fees and paying their um, uh, college, uh, their residential college fees will be causing a lot of anxiety. So this is um, a great opportunity, like a lot of people have, have talked about how they're really building breadth and depth in terms of their alumni engagement with creative ways and people have talked a lot about mentoring. Um, another aspect of that would be to actually run careers webinars or mentoring webinars where you get your um, slightly older alumni to deliver webinars that, that really provide great mentoring to um, to your alumni who may be at university at the moment. So that, that would be a, um, a great, you know, bolstering activity to undertake. Um, data, totally used this year to put heaps of energy into building new data. Um, think about how you can uh, really build richness in terms of the occupational information that you have about your alumni. You, you want to be uh, making sure that you have as much information as possible in terms of their um, their age, their um, their relationships, uh, their employment details, their interests, special interests, all of their different relationships to the school in terms of um, sporting groups they were part of, arts and cultural groups they were part of, because further down the track that's going to really help you engage with them in a, in a very meaningful way. So as I said with the, with the fundraising um, session before, this year when you're not running around putting as much energy into events is such a fantastic opportunity to really evaluate your value proposition to alumni um, and, and build it in creative ways, which hopefully post um, COVID-19, you will actually continue to be able to operate um, and reach a much broader audience of alumni than you, than you typically would with your events. Thanks, Chanel. Really, really good points. And that, and that brings us to the next um, the comment that's come up, and that's come up from, from Penny, and, and that's regarding communication. It's a really good one, I think, at this time. I'm actually going to, I'm going to give you a 10 seconds warning, Sue Felton at MLC. I'm going to ask Sue to comment perhaps on, on this one. Um, but Penny's raised the point, you know, how important do we think it is to keep the alumni community regularly updated on how the current school is managing this crisis? We're all conscious of not flooding inboxes. And I don't know about you guys, but um, I, I get, I wake up every day and there's six different emails from every company that I've ever bought one online item off or, or sent one email to um, outlining how they're dealing with, with COVID-19. And whilst I appreciate that, I certainly don't read them all. So what's the, what's the care factor amongst our alumni as to how our school or, or institution is dealing with this? And, and, and do we, do we feel as though we need to regularly communicate? Sue, have you got a response on, on that one? Hi, Russell. Well, thanks for putting me on the spot, given that I've been at MLC for sh just short of six weeks. <laughs> You're very experienced. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that I'm finding uh, a bit of a struggle is I just don't yet know this community. So which way do I, we turn? in such difficult times and so um, yeah it, it's really quite a challenge my sense is um, less is more I think we've got to be incredibly sensitive um, I don't want us to focus on the college in terms of uh, great stuff that we may or may not be doing I certainly want us to be telling good stories 
and I'm sure there'll be more that emerge, but um, I just think we really need to focus on the members of our community rather than us ourselves, if that makes sense. Um, we have yet to send out um, bespoke communications to our alumni, for example, but that we need to do that quickly. Um, again, we're just trying to work out, I'm just trying to work out what the messaging should be. Um, for us, it's around three C's, community, caring and compassion. Um, and I, I, we've, we've also, uh, well, we've actually cancelled rather than postponed a number of events because we're not sure of the capacity to have those events later in the year. We don't even know how long this is all going to go on for. But we want to make sure that if we're cancelling a lot of things now, that we've got the capacity to do, provide a great offering later in the year. Now, that may not be realistic. So we've actually said cancellation rather than postpone. That's just from, from our context. Um, I'm not sure how well I've answered your question at all, Russell, but I, I think, you know, so I'm being guided by others in here who've obviously got much more experience. I think the president of the old Collegians Council, uh, it, it's very much, and other people have said this about how many voices, we don't want too many. We certainly want consistency of message. Um, our principals um, got a, a, a marvellous way of communicating with the community, so she's got to be there front and centre. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a very interesting time to come into a fabulous institution, which we love. Thanks, Sue. I, I tend to agree with you, your comments there, and I think over-communicating is not going to get us anywhere. We've always been told in this space that if we over-communicate, people won't read or listen. Um, segmented communication, I think, is, is really important in this space, um, as is personal communication. So any, any way that we can communicate with, uh, with a group of people uh, or an individual person, I think, is, is positive. Um, leaving some care packs on, on front doorsteps, if we possibly can, get out um, to those to those in need or to those who are uh, elderly or struggling, I think, is, is always... Anything we do, anything that we, anything we can do from a positive point of view, um, uh, it's going to have a, a, a good touch point, I think, is, uh, is certainly worthwhile in, in doing. I don't know about everyone else, but I find myself... I'm busier now than what I... What I ever have been, because we, I think we're think, trying to think creatively um, in this space about what we can do, um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, as Chanel said, you know, we need to uh, we need to to make sure that we're 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 actually strengthening our our alumni relationships with um, also our relationships with our alumni, uh, so that when we come out of this, um, they're going to be really uh, appreciative of the work we've done, and we certainly find ourselves in a, in a better situation. Um, I'm going to open up to, to anybody now for, for comments, uh, for questions. Um, the, the, ch the, the chances this could go uh, pear-shaped is very high, but that's okay. Um, we've, we've been a, we, you've been a terrific class. I've never taught a class of 70 before, but uh, been absolutely outstanding. You're all behaving yourselves impeccably, so thank you. Um, feel free to turn off your, your mute now. Um, make any comments or, or make any comments through the, the chat facility. Um, let's go for it. Russell, yes, Sue. I don't have a beer in my hand, and I'm yes. not sure if anyone else out there does, but let's have a practice. Let's pretend this is a virtual reunion. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'd love to know how that goes in real <laughs> life, virtually in real life. Give me 29 hours and I'll tell you. <laughs> how many people are coming to the reunion, Russell? I don't know. I've got my staff working on that, and we actually only devised that uh, yesterday, so we did postpone it. But um, I just wanted to come up with some uh, some ideas. So, um, uh, look, if it's five, or I mean, originally we would have expected uh, sixty people to to come to that reunion. So, how many will dial in? I don't know. Um, now I know I can use through this facility. I can use. Um, uh, I can use uh, breakout rooms, so we can put people in breakout rooms to have conversations with each other as well, if we need to do that. Um, you know, it's a bit like putting somebody in the naughty corner, I suppose, I, I don't know, but uh, um, it's, yeah, look, it'll be, it'll be interesting. You know, whether, whether if, if, if 15 or 20 people jump in and they all tell us what they're up to now and, you know, whatever it might be, that's fantastic. I think it's just providing the opportunity to, and this might be the way of the world over the next uh, next little while. So mm. yeah, it's um it, it 
I guess it doesn't matter if it goes pear shaped. We're providing the opportunity. If they if they turn up and engage, fantastic. If if they don't, nothing mentioned, nothing gained. Yeah. Are you, you going to have some talking points ready to go, or do you think it will just happen organically? An agenda, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to treat it like a classroom pen. So um, you know, I, I, I prefer just to let it let it happen. There's some with, within that group. There's some fairly strong personalities. So um, uh, I, I dare say that those guys will will set the, the agenda themselves. Um, we'll, we'll, it might depend on how many beers they've had beforehand. Sometimes. Uh, and they come to a reunion, they've had plenty beforehand, but uh, yeah. maybe, maybe not this one. Let us know um, how it goes. Just on that, I think it would be great as a post-event communication to be able to put that through your socials and, and you know, on your newsletters in the future to say this is what we did. And it's, um, yeah, I think it's, I, I love it. Yeah, it's a great idea. Good one. Really good. We did a catch up last night with 10 women who are all very strong, like you're saying, Russell, and lots to say. And it was chaos at the beginning because um, everyone was talking at once and then somebody who's strong said, okay, I'm going to start and tell my story where I'm up to and I'm going to throw to the next person. And that seemed to work really well. She's like, okay, I'm throwing to you now, Melinda. I'm throwing to you, Russell. I'm throwing. And you just pass it down the chain and that helped. But yeah. Great idea. Yeah. That's great, Melinda. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Emily's just uh, asked the question, is anyone considering joining two reunions together next year, e.g. a 20-year reunion uh, for the class of 2000 uh, and 2001? Yeah, we are. We are. We're, I'm certainly looking at it. I'm certainly looking at it. And, and I'm certainly looking at um, combining for young alumni, maybe one up to five years out. We're going to trial that this year anyway. Um, mm. So um, I think that the, my criteria at the moment that I'm thinking is that any reunion that is maybe 100 and under for the smaller ones will look at combining next year. It really does depend on how long this goes for. We haven't cancelled, we've postponed. So the bigger ones that we can run at the end of this year will do. But we may not be able to, yeah. But that's the thinking at the moment. Thanks, Linda. Yeah, really good idea. Thanks, Sarah, as well, for the uh, the idea of the virtual choirs on Facebook. Yes, I think we might. If these guys have enough beers, uh, they may sing the uh, the school song. So we'll wait and see how, how all that goes. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. uh, can, I don't know, can you hear me? Um, I work at St Peter's Lutheran College in Drapelli, and we find it really hard to connect with our kind of one to ten year out old scholars. And we put up a LinkedIn and Facebook post uh, kind of start of the week asking for old scholar tutors because our school is closing. And we've had about 100 old scholars um, come back to say that they'd be happy to work as tutors for the current school community, given that schools everywhere are closing. Uh, so I don't know if other people are in the position to facilitate that, but we're just using our intranet as a landing page for parents to be able to access our old scholar tutors. They're obviously aware of the, the course and the curriculum having done it themselves. I connect them with the learning material from the teachers for their grades and they organise all the specifics of Zoom or Skype or face-to-face -face five times a week or one. And we're having a huge amount of success getting those old scholars that we wouldn't have been able to connect with in the past coming back and updating their details. And it also helps everybody feel like they're being helpful in a time that people really want to put their hands up. So just an idea. That's a, that's a great idea. I love it. Um, I know a lot of schools have done tutoring in, in the past. The, the thing that I would say to that, it's a, I think it's a wonderful way of engaging with young alumni and it also provides them with a, a level of income as well. The, the thing that I've always said with that is that any relationship that, the, the tutor, uh, or the relationship is between the tutor and, and parent. So what, what you don't want to do in that sense is give a recommendation of that particular tutor to the parent because obviously you're dealing with things such as working with children checks um, and who knows what it might be. So any any relationship needs to be, I guess, between the, the parent um, and, and the tutor, and they, I'm assuming they determine what the rate of pay is and, and, and all those sorts of things as well. So they actually do their own checks on the individual as opposed to you giving the recommendation. 
And we have had to make that that very clear that all we're doing is providing a list in, of people that are interested in acting as as tutors um, in terms of providing resumes and, and things like that. It's really up to the, the parents to decide whether that tutor is right for their student. Yeah, um, another thing. Another thing that we have introduced, um, Russell, is um, well, it's been going on for quite a while. As the um, we've got a babysitting and um, childminding um, service. Great idea that was. Where'd you get that from? Any <laughs> <Jenny>, probably, um, <laughs> and um, but I call it a matching service rather than anything else because I'm matching um, the alumni with the with the with the with the client. Um, and that's how I've also treated that Lauriston spirit thing about matching um, a person in need with someone who um, wants to provide assistance. Um, getting back to Penny's um, question about um, how much should we communicate what the school is doing to our alumni. Um, I'm actually, uh, I work really closely with our marketing depart department and um, whenever we get any sort of um, correspondence from the school as far as from the principal or from um, senior executive about what's happening and what decisions they're making about the school, I don't necessarily share that. In fact, I don't share that to the alumni. Um, however, I wait for our marketing department to put something on um, social media that they're, they're sharing to the school community on that platform and I then share that on the alumni um, socials. So as an example, um, what uh, what Lauriston have been doing um, for the last couple of weeks is um, the music department, they are doing um, virtual music lessons uh, with the kids and they're, um, uh, some of them are recorded and with permission, um, from the students and the families, the school has actually been able to um, uh, uh, publish a post of a student practicing their violin or singing a song or anything like that. And um, and I've actually had quite a bit of traction as I've shared that to our alumni page, where the alumni members are, are seeing how our kids at school, how our girls at school are being taught through this, um, these times that we're going through. So that's sort of how I am sending the message to the alumni about what our school is doing. Mm. Outstanding, that's fantastic. Thank you, Catherine, well done. Um, Julia's come up with a question here just with regards to events for later in the year graduation dinners uh, as an example, are people still going ahead and organising those that they may need to be postponed or cancelled? Um, yeah, I don't know about others. I know from, from our point of view at Halebury that would be all proceeding as normal at this point in time because no one really knows. I, I, has anyone got any different opinions on, on, on that? Yeah. Hoping it's going to be over by, by, uh, by September, October. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be over for the Bali trip in June, but anyway, that's the way it goes. Cool. Um, we're doing that. We're, we're waiting. We're doing sort of three months out in terms of looking at cancelling. So my next comms will be end of May for the next round, and I'm hopeful that by September we'll be able to do the, the end of the year valedictories. But if we can't, can't. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, one right. thing, I'm, am I there? No? I'm just going to... Yeah, am I on? No? Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, sorry, I can't see myself. And one thing I had um, difficulties, and it's probably something to keep in mind, is that we, had a, we have our big 40-plus reunion in September, later in September. Now, things could be done and all better by then, but maybe not. So what we've tried then is to push it back into, say, October, November. But what I'm finding is there's no um, venues that are... Well, a lot of venues are being booked up. Yeah. So if you might want to quickly get in now because it's all... Yep, no, November's already there because everybody else is booking up. So when this is done, it's everyone's going to be out there getting on with their lives and things are going to be hard to find. So just as a hot tip, just get what you can get now for end of year and then if it doesn't work out, get your deposits and do something else later. Like, it's really it's hard. It's actually... It's the 75th year 
for St. Peter's this year. And we're using it, this as an opportunity to bring everybody back to the college. Um, I, I know that um, our facilities may differ to the 77 other people on, um, but we're inviting and that's how we're uh, still putting on our large reunion functions and our, our big cocktail party is planned for the end of September. Uh, so where it will be during school holidays, all of our boarding students will all be gone home so we can open up our dorms for people coming back for the reunion weekend. So, I mean, just as an alternative, if you can look at hosting something on site, and that's just the easiest way that we're not putting thousands of dollars into venue hire. We can do a lot of it with our in-house catering and boarding houses and facilities that we've already got. Mm. Yeah. That's a good point. I think uh, I think to the point that was made uh, before from Katie is that one of the things that we need to look at as an, as a profession is um, everyone's going to be back ending events to to a little bit later on this year. So um, it's going to and it's going to come in. Um, you know, potentially the AFL Grand uh, Final Series is around about that time as well. NRL as well. Um, you've got the Spring Carnival happening at the same time. I just my concern would be that we shouldn't be putting on events just for the sake of putting on events later on in the year because everyone's going to be event swamped uh, by the end of the year. Sure, we're going to be sick of our our kids and our, our partners and whatnot. We won't get out of the house, but not, not my partner, of course. But um, we 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 want to um, make sure that um, we're we're putting on events for that. And not just putting on events for the sake of it, because people are going to have a lot of choice by uh, the end of the year. So it's really important to be aware that you know things are going to things, hopefully hopefully things are going to get better and things are going to hot up towards the end of this year. Mm, All right. Well, thanks everyone. Um, that's been a really uh, profitable session. I hope you've you've taken something out of that and. Uh, look, it, it certainly um, encouraged us um, as an organisation at Educate Plus to do more of these. Um, so I'll be speaking to, to Sheila and, and Tina uh, and Neil about um, about you know putting some more of these on because this is the way of the world for the next few months, I suspect, and, uh, and this is the way that we're all going to learn and, and, uh, uh, and, and carry on. So thank you very much, everyone, for your contributions. I really appreciate it. Um, we've got a recording of this, which we'll send out as well. I'll get the notes sent out too. Uh, I wish you very well. Uh, stay positive and proactive and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Russell. So, thank you.